This is The Cliff Yates Show. Personal growth, motivation, inspiration, and philosophies for a great life. Hey everybody, welcome to The Cliff Yates Show, another episode. And today, yes, a police story. I had a request for a police story. And why not? It actually goes along with personal growth, positivity, motivation. So working with a partner who is a can-do cop. And so I transferred or was transferred from South Central Los Angeles to about 30 miles east of L.A. to the Walnut Sheriff Station. And I was partnered with a, with a deputy with a lot of a year's experience. And he just turned out to be the most positive partner that I could ever have. He was just a can-do kind of guy. And we ended up working together as partners in the Roland Heights County area of Los Angeles, which on occasion it could get quite busy there. It was uh, heavily, it was a heavily, what it was uh, demographic wise, heavily Asian population, a lot of Asian uh, strip malls and businesses, residences. And so it was a county area. It wasn't incorporated as a city. And so the sheriff's department patrolled there. And normally on a PM shift, we had, two to three cars working that area. And Joe and I worked on the PM shift uh, out in Roland Heights, California. And we started getting these uh, restaurant robberies were, were occurring on the PM shift by these Asian gangs. And they were hitting these restaurants hard. And so we were trying to come up with a way we could catch these guys, right? So I'm going to go to my, I'm going to go to my book, deputy a memoir and i'm actually rewriting some of the portions of it so the new version will be out very shortly and i'll put a link the amazon link will be down in the description of the youtube channel and also on the show notes of the podcast platforms and it's available on amazon ebook paperback audiobook and it'll give you an idea what it's really like behind the yellow tape being a cop on the street not only in upstate new york in a rural area but also South Central Los Angeles with the bullets flying and the gang areas and fast chases, fun stuff, and working Hollywood, West Hollywood substation, the Universal City Walk. At Walnut, I worked with a partner, Joe LaMonaco. I don't think he's going to mind me mentioning his name. Joe LaMonaco. I never met anyone with more of a can-do attitude than he had. One thing he also had was an addiction to Skittles. He might might not want me sharing sharing that, but he had an addiction to Skittles. Wherever we went, he had his Skittles with him. Before we started our shift and went 10-8 in the field, we checked our guns, we checked the car, we checked all of our equipment, and Joe's supply of Skittles. That was one of the first things we had to make sure that we had our supply. We worked Roland Heights, a county area that was predominantly Hispanic and Asian, but mostly Asian. The Asian restaurants were getting robbed at gunpoint on a regular basis. Asian gangs were a violent and active problem. Joe had worked Lakewood Station where they had tracker cars for money the bank kept, which had a metal chip in it. So when it was pulled from the drawer of the bank during a robbery, the spring metal clips would contact each other in the drawer and they would activate the chip. And it would start putting out a signal so that these liquid sheriff cars would start honing in on the money where the, where the signal was, was going off. It didn't give you an exact, this is the 90s, 
So it's just it kind of it, it had a audible sound and it had a had had a range of lights on a black box that was on your dashboard and it would it would give you directions. So as you turn, you could kind of kind of hone in. And if you had two or three of these tracker cars, you could kind of come up with maybe the getaway car or where the money was that was either dumped or maybe they still had in a location. So Joe, I never had worked with these cars before, but Joe had the experience of, of working with these tracker cars. So the track cars had boxes on the dashboard, like I said, which would indicate with arrows the direction these chips were transmitting from so you could home in on the location of the money after it was taken from the bank. They also had these packs the size of cigarettes, so like a cigarette pack, and they had a little wire on them. And so what we would do is, and then they had they had some mercury in them. And as soon as they were moved, that mercury would trigger uh, a signal to be transmitted to the tracker cars. So there was a couple different ways that they would activate these transmitters so that the tracker cars could hone in on them. So they had these packs the size of, of a pack of cigarettes, and they had a mercury bubble inside. When they were moved, they activated and sent a signal to the tracker cars. Joe had a great idea. He said we could loan two of our walnut cars to Lakewood in exchange for two tracker cars. We could then put the packs and money in the Asian restaurants and catch the robbers in the act. These robberies were happening two or three times a week, so this was a regular thing that we were really getting frustrated. And we want to catch these. We want to catch these robbers instead of having just to re- go to the location and take a robbery report. We want to catch these robbers. Joe went to the Roland Heights team leader, deputy. He told the deputy he could write up the proposal, submit it. In other words, do all the work. And he was going to give the team leader the credit. He said, the team leader, you can take the credit because you're the team leader of the area. It's only right. And you're suffering from these, you know, the public is getting sick of these robberies. The team leader told Joe that Joe was crazy. He said, Joe, you're nuts. He said, that won't work. It'll never get approved. So he said he wasn't going to waste his time even pursuing it, even though Joe was going to do all the work. Can do Joe LaMonico. So he said it would never be approved. Joe asked the team leader the right thing to do. He was a servant leader. This is servant leadership at its best, right? So Joe asked the team leader if he could go ahead and try and get it done. He told Joe, go ahead, have at it, because he just figured this ain't happening. Joe went to the captain and proposed the idea. The captain was all for it, but he didn't understand how the logistics of the car exchange would work. Joe said he knew the parties that had to be contacted in order to get it done. The captain gave him the go-ahead, saying, if you can make it happen, you have the approval on my end. And you know what? Joe made it happen. You know what? Joe made it happen. We got the car exchange. We got the two cars of ours loaned to Lakewood, and we got the two tracker cars loaned to Walnut so that we could deploy those in Roland Heights during the times when these robberies were occurring. We did the car exchange and set out to distribute the packs that we put in purses to have the restaurant owners put behind the counter. So we we put those packs that looked like the size of a cigarette pack and we put those in purses and we put them behind the register, behind the counter 
of these Asian restaurants because what these robbers were doing besides robbing patrons, taking the money out of the registers, they were also grabbing the purses uh, behind behind the uh, the desk of the register where the hostesses would, would keep their purses. So we put those packs in purses at these restaurants behind behind the counter. At the beginning of our shifts, right, we would go to our target restaurants. We had to kind of pick. I think we had two packs with the purses, and then we had, I think, two of the money clips. So we had like four. We could we could deploy these to four restaurants. We had enough purse packs. Oh, it says right here. We had enough purses and bait money for three restaurants. So we would rotate the location based on our best guess of where we thought the robbers might hit next. At the end of the shift, we would go back to the restaurants to pick up our wares. So the bad thing is, and we tried to go at the end of our shift, I'm just thinking how this looked optically because sometimes in the Asian community, they had a mistrust of the police. And so, of course, we were constantly trying to garner, you know, trust and support from the Asian community that we are honest people and that uh, you could trust us. But And so we were very conscious of these optics where we're going into these restaurants, putting these purses behind the, the counters and putting money in the register because at the end of our shift, we would have to, so imagine you're a patron at one of these restaurants and at the you're, you're having dinner and you look, look up and here come these two uniformed deputy sheriffs and they're taking the purses behind the counter, taking money out of the regis- register, and uh, waving goodbye, and there they go. You would naturally think, wow, these cops are really on the take, and man, are they bold. They just come in and take the, imagine the stories they were telling. So we try to get around that, but sometimes, even though we would try to go as late as we could before our shift was over, when we went and retrieved our stuff, sometimes there would be people in there still eating. So, and, and I addressed this in the, uh, in the book. We were usually getting off at 10 p.m., and many times these restaurants still had patrons inside. Like I said, the team leader deputy was pissed off. He was so mad that Joe had made this happen. Even though Joe, we went to him, I was there. He said, listen, I'll write it up. I know what to say and do. We'll get these cars in exchanged. We're going to catch these robbers. And then you can get the credit for the program and, and, and you getting these cars switched. We just want to catch these guys. And he wanted no part of it. Go ahead. Try and see if you can make it happen, believing that we wouldn't get it done. So when Joe got this done, he was pissed off that Joe had made this happen. As if Joe had never gone to him, right, and tried to let him have the credit for putting the operation together. Joe and I just wanted to catch the bad guys. Joe didn't care about getting the credit. He really didn't. That's part of his... Just such a great guy that he really didn't care about the credit. He was just efficient at uh, making things happen and getting things done. And he was such a good cop. This team leader guy never thought Joe could get it done, but he did. And man, that guy was, he was sour over for quite a while. We, we could feel the tension there anytime we were around him. We had a few mishaps with our bait money, right? Because sometimes, well, I'll read from my chapter. Several times the alarm would go off in the tracker box. Something about that noise, though, that really that going off in the direction signal blinking, it got your blood going, right? I mean, you really came to attention. Ultimately, the tracker led us to the restaurant, and the owner would apologize either for moving the bait purse or pulling out the bait money by mistake. Us coming through the front door, though, with guns drawn was enough to make sure they didn't do that again. That did not happen twice. Eventually, the trackers 
got the robbers, but we were off. We were not on duty when this happened. Two other deputies got to capture these guys in uh, leaving a restaurant after committing a robbery, and they took these Asian gang members down without a shooting, got them in custody, and they solved a bunch of robberies with these guys that they caught. Working with Roland, working Roland Heights with Joe was a blast. We laughed our asses off on a daily basis. He was a great cop. We made some good hooks. That's arrests. So Joe ended up going to a different shift. I ended up going to a shift, but there's a police story with a little positive bend on it. Sometimes you get to work with people, and that's that's, and you learn from those people that make things happen. They do it the right way for the right reason, but they have the knowledge, and they just don't half-ass things. They get things done by just having the knowledge of these tracker cars and knowing that, hey, we could just switch cars for a period of two, three weeks, you know, enough time to get to get these robbers and no one ever thought that you could even do this kind of thing but joe knew how to do it he had done it before and so we made that happen and this is how you learn from people who know how to make things happen and maybe they have done things that you haven't done before and so you can be around them when they do it again and you watch and you learn and you get the benefit of their knowledge and then when they're not around you can model what you learned from them positive lesson learned a police story from my book, Deputy, available on Amazon. So I hope, uh, I forgot who it was that requested this police story, but I hope you enjoyed it. If you haven't already subscribed to the channel, either on YouTube or one of the podcast platforms, you know I love you. And as always, I'll see you in the next episode.